good morning. It's so nice to have you all here. Uh, my name's Jennifer, and I'm one of the pastors here. Um, we have a few announcements before we start. Um, <clears throat> Thursday night dinners are looking for some items, and those are all listed in your bulletin. Um, and the missions team, there's a missions and outreach meeting today after the service uh, in the fellowship hall. So if you're interested in mission, if you're interested in finding about the ways that we do mission, or if you have an idea, um, please see DJ and come to the meeting and give your input. Uh, on Saturday, February 11th uh, at 6 o'clock, the Red Blazers will be coming here for dinner. Uh, we will be doing dinner at 6 and then a concert. Uh, the information is on the screen there. So we hope that you come. It is um, reservations only. So if you want to come, please either register online or go to uh, call the church office to let us know that you're coming. And finally, we're trying to help stock Lincoln Memorial's food pantry. Um, so there's a list. They need things like rice and healthy cereal, fresh produce, um, or money. So let's reach out and help our sister churches. May the peace and love of Christ be with you today and always. Let us seek to simplify this moment. Let us slow down for a time and let us worship leaning on prayer, reflection, and sharing with one another. Strength and peace is the prayer of the psalm for this week. The psalmist says, let me count the ways that we can know the strength of the Holy One. With awe and wonder, we behold the presence of God in all the elements of creation, water, air, fire, and earth. And it's in that glory that assures us that God indeed is holding our lives. Please join me in the call to worship. Our God is the God of power and strength. Our God is a God of majesty and awe. Our God is a God of glory and wonder. Our God calls each of us by name. Please join me in prayer. Holy God of glory and majesty, you have called us by name. We pray in this moment for the courage and the strength to answer your call as we open our ears to hear the story of your son's baptism. Open our hearts also, that we may experience again the renewing power of rebirth in the Holy Spirit. Inspire us in this time of worship, that we may claim our own identity as your beloved children. We pray in the name of our brother, Jesus Christ. Amen. Everybody, and good morning to everyone online. Our series today takes us into the awe and wonder and the first two songs that we're going to open with uh, the minister was inspired as a guest lecturer in Massachusetts by the Berkshire Mountains but someone else said that he also was trying to 
give people that identity of joy that God brings because they were heading into World War I where he became a chaplain. So joyful, joyful, we adore thee is our first hymn. And then when you think of awe and wonder, how much more awe and wonder can you have as you think about the ultimate grace that God has given each of us? So the second song is This Is Amazing Grace. I invite you to stand if you're able.
Good morning, church. We come now to our time of sharing, time where we offer a little back of what God has given us. You'll notice that in your bulletins today, we have a mission moment, and that mission moment goes to Matthew 25. It's the fund we use at the church here to help those who come to the building for assistance. And so we want to be ready to help those who are in need, so we would ask that you would give a little deeper in addition to your regular church offering. Supply some of that so that we can be ready when anyone approaches us. We are called to be generous. We are called to be ready to respond to those in need. So help us be equipped to do that as those who come to the building are able to find assistance when they come here. So let the Spirit move in you as you prepare your gifts. Lord of all creation Of water, earth, and sky The heavens are your tabernacle Glory to the Lord on high God of wonders beyond our galaxy You are holy Holy, universe declares your majesty. You are holy, holy, Lord of heaven and earth. Lord of heaven and earth. Beyond our galaxy, 
Almighty and gracious God, source of all things, giver of all life, we come to you with our gifts today, knowing that your gifts will always be all things to all of us. There is no way we could outgive you or outlove you, but please accept that which we give back so that it goes to the honor and glory of your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. Take your seats. So we come now to our time of praying together, time where we lay some things out so that we can be church family for one another. Also, times we want to share those great things that God is doing so that we can be in praise with you. So who has a concern they'd like to lift today? Let me start with one that was brought to our attention last night. We want to keep Elmer and Judy Krupp in our prayers. Judy took a fall this week, and she's doing better, but Elmer's in the hospital for some tests, and so he might be home tomorrow. Karen shared that with me this morning. But we want to keep them both covered as they're dealing with these issues. What else can we lift up today? Okay, so a family in Wilson who uh, had a house fire, and so we want to keep them covered as well. It's on another hand. Lisa. Okay, so Lisa's mother fell, and so she's in rehab, so we want to keep them covered as well. Okay, so we want to keep the young baby in, uh, who's been in the hospital since January 5th co- um, covered because he's had a lot of health issues. So we want to make sure we keep that in before God as well. Kelly. Just really thankful for our pastors and our praise. Mm-hmm. All right. 
All right, so praising God for the ability to worship the way we do. That's always helpful. Carol. All right, so as I heard you write, your sister-in-law, Sandy, is that right? Okay, is um, in final stages of life, and so she has her family around her, but Carol's asking that God be help everybody in that time and in that moment as she transitions. Any others? So we want to keep Nick in prayer. He is having a, pan- a procedure for his pancreas this week. Apparently has had a repeated problem with pancreatitis. And so praying that's successful so that doesn't continue. Jan. Okay. So Jan and Dale's niece, Kristen, fell and needs a procedure on her shoulder. Is what she said? Okay. So we want... Okay. Benny. Mm-hmm. All right. So Vinny wants to keep a friend of his in prayer who walked away from faith, really, and so trying to bring them back, right? Okay. So we want to keep that whole situation covered in prayer as well. Okay. All right, then, let's unite our hearts as we go to God together in prayer. Gracious and loving God, the one who created all things, the one who breathed life into each and every one of us, the one who gave us this amazing day. We come before you today with much on our hearts, nothing that is news to you, but we open up that we might come together as one church family and be in prayer together. For all the things we have named, things that are medical in nature, things that may be spiritual in nature, challenges that are before the people making decisions and having situations to deal with. Lord, sometimes the mountains seem so big before us. Roads are rocky and steep and hard to climb. But Lord, we know that you are with us on our journey, that you hold each of us tenderly in the very palm of your hand that nothing escapes your sight, and most importantly, nothing is too big for you. You are never scared, that nothing that shows up intimidates you. So, Lord, while we come to things and it seems insurmountable, we come to things and it seems too much, if it's too much for us, we know it's never too much for you. When the world feels big, we are reminded that nothing is too big for our God. That your voice is the one that gave life to all things. That your will is what continues to move us forward. That it is your grace that allows us to know you in the way that we can come to you with such humility. We can come to you in our need, come to you in our brokenness, come to you with all that is on our hearts. Lord God, it is you who make all things possible. So when we 
look at our situations and we think they are too big, too deep, too wide, too much. We know that we have you. Let us never forget that all of the things that cause us awe and wonder, staring at the ocean, staring at the mountains, staring at all of your creation, all speak to how amazing you are. When we think of our stories, the ways you have brought us through time after time, day after day, that we can truly know awe and wonder. That when we are not able to save ourselves, that we fall into patterns of sin, that we fall into our brokenness again, but yet the cross is enough. We remember truly the awe and wonder of who you are. So Lord, let us never lose hope. Because even in the midst of all that we have named that feels like so much, we know that there is still a reason to praise your name. That there is always joy to be had because you are with us. That there is always praise to give because for every problem we may hear about anew, there is a story of overcoming and victory that we hear as well. So Lord, let us remember that you are who you always promised you would be. Let us never lose sight of how just amazing it is to know you the way we do. Lord, in each one of us, give us the courage to live faithfully, to speak boldly, to never fail to tell the story of who our God is because we are indeed so awestruck by the ways in which you move and work. Let us lift our voices high because you and you alone are worthy. In Jesus' most holy name we pray and ask. Amen. Good morning. Glad to see you all on this bright, sunny day. Thought you were listening. <laughs> Today's scripture comes from the book of Psalms 29 and from Luke chapter 3, verses 5 through 17 and 21 through 22. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes the Lebanon leap like a calf. Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the de desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple all cry glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And now Luke 3:15 through 17. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. 
John answered them, I baptize you with water, but the one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And 21 to 22. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Strength and peace is the prayer of the psalm this week. The psalmist says, Let me count the ways that we can know the strength of the Holy One. With awe and wonder we behold the presence of God in all the elements of creation. Water, fire, air, and earth. And it is this glory that assures us that God indeed is holding our lives. Please join me in prayer. Almighty God, graciously grant that your word may be inscribed on our hearts. As we receive your word, may our hearts be filled with love and reverence for you and cause us to bear the fruit of the Spirit and to live in holiness following you. May it please you to use us to lead those who are lost, who are wandering and confused into the way of truth. All this we pray for the honor and praise of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So Psalm 29 begins with an appeal from David. For the angels to speak of the Lord's glory and strength, he tells these spiritual beings to give God the glory he deserves and to worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. 
we're invited to be in awe and wonder. David then draws attention to the Lord's power, speaking often of the voice of the Lord. God's voice is not simply his speech or how he communicates. When God speaks, he wills something into being. When David speaks of the power of God's voice, he refers to the omnipotent power held by our creator. The passage may seem to have been inspired by the powerful storms coming into Israel off the Mediterranean Sea. In that sense, God's voice shatters trees, moves mountains, shakes deserts, and strips forests bare. Those in the temple, possibly meaning the angels in heaven, shouted out God's glory. David reminds us that God's voice is oh so powerful when we talk about creation. God said, let there be light, and there was light. By his word, God created an expanse. He gathered the waters together in one place. He brought forth vegetation, put lights in the sky, and he created animals and humans. God's voice cannot be contained, not by walls, not by chains. It penetrates our hearts and breaks the binds that our enemies would have over us. In all of these things, God is sovereign, even over the greatest of all natural disasters, the flood of Noah. God was seated on his throne. The psalm closes that David asks for strength, and in this context, it likely means the courage and conviction, maintaining faith by relying on God's power instead of our own. So this psalm really isn't about cedars or mountains. It's about God's power, God's peace, and God's grace for us. God provides us 24-7 access to him by prayer. In ways that will remain unknown to us, we see him in glory. He guides us through all of life's hazards. Both physical and spiritual, he gives us strength and helps us preserve our strength. It says God will bless his people with peace. And in the actual readings, it says shalom. Shalom involves that kind of tranquility that comes from knowing who you are and where you come from. It involves the kind of prosperity that arises not from an accumulation of material possessions, but from having a thankful, grateful spirit. It involves that kind of security that comes from the faith that God loves you and will provide for all your needs. We're often told that God is love and that God loves us unconditionally. And I know that there's days where we all feel unlovable, where we wonder if God the creator loves us or even notices that we're there. If we actually knew it, actually believed that the creator of all things, the one who created heaven and earth, the one who ordered creation, who set the sun and the stars in the sky, who sweeps winds over the earth and creates the creatures of the sea and causes the oaks to whirl and the cedars to break, loved us. That's something that's beyond our imagination. But we're asked, we're told that God loves us. And we often look for the reasons in everything, don't we? 
Why would God love me? Am I worthy for the love of God? So I want you each to look in the mirror sometime this week. I want you to look in the mirror and say that you are loved. You are loved by the creator of the universe. Say it until you believe it. Not in your own mind, but deep in your heart, in your spirit. I invite you to say it now. I'm a beloved child of God. I want you to be in that awe and in that wonder that God so loved us that he created everything for us. Each breath that we take should be a testament to that wonder. I think often as adults, we forget to be in awe of wonder of anything, let alone the presence of God. When was the last time that you were truly in awe? Webster's Dictionary describes awe as a feeling of reverential respect mixed with fear or wonder. The meaning of awe is an emotion combining dread, adoration, and fear and wonder that's inspired by authority or for the sacred or the sublime. So when was the last time that you felt that awe and wonder? So as some of you know, Abby, a child in our church, has been battling cancer over the past year. And we've been praying for her and supporting for her. And on Thursday, I was invited to go to Roswell Park for her bell ringing. The mark that she's in remission. Can you play the video? Such wonder, such joy, and truly an awe-filled celebration. At that moment, surrounded by her medical staff, news crews, her friends, her loved ones, I was truly in awe of the power of God and the love that God has for this child. That God was truly working in Abby's life and the life of her friends and family and working through her doctors and guiding them on their way. So I ask you again, when was the last time that you were in awe of something or experienced the wonder and the mystery that's God? Maybe it was standing at the edge of the Grand Canyon or witnessing the birth of a child or walking along the beach at sunrise. I know like me, most of, a lot of you find God in nature, in sunrises, in sunsets, or in the smile or the laugh of a child or when we close our eyes and just breathe. As a nation over the past few weeks, our attention was on DeMar Hamlin, our 24-year-old safety of the Buffalo Bills, 
And in case you've been ignoring the news, on January 2nd, Damar and T. Higgins collided. Damar stood up and fell over and had to have CPR performed on him for nine minutes on the field. He went into cardiac arrest, and the players and the fans and all of those watching prayed. They prayed for God's intervention. Awe and wonder that he had been attending practices for this past week. Damar and the medical staff that brought him brought the focus as our nation back to God, who showed us how to be in awe and wonder of this great miracle. A team of, of University of Central Florida researchers thinks that the feelings of awe and wonder can be scientifically studied. And recently, they finished a two-year project to better understand the experiences of those emotions and their, their relationship to religious and spiritual beliefs. As part of the project, the researchers held an Orlando conference attended by about 60 neuroscientists, philosophers, psychologists, and art historians from around the world to discuss their findings and how to apply them to future uses. The research got its start from the frequent comments of returning astronauts who talk about how they were changed by the emotional experience of spaceflight. It was often spiritual. We wanted to know if we could assess the psychological and physiological responses of awe and wonder to better understand that experience. For the purposes of the study, the researchers defined awe as a direct and initial feeling when faced with something incomprehensible or sublime. Wonder was defined as a more reflective feeling one has when unable to put things back into our familiar framework. Even though the astronauts come from a variety of backgrounds, including military, engineering, and science, the awesomeness of viewing the Earth from a shuttle or gazing into the vastness of the universe from the space station elicits states of awe and wonder. According to the study, going one step further, many astronauts report a paradigm of feeling that there must be something bigger out there, something holding everything together. Many astronauts have written about these deeply spiritual and religious experiences. So for the study, researchers invited and individually tested 79 people in rooms to des designed to mimic space vehicles. On a 120-degree screen, test subjects experienced countdown, liftoff, and spaceflight around the Earth and through deep space. The flights of the subjects lasted for 12 minutes. Beforehand, they were questioned about their backgrounds, their traits, their religious beliefs. During the test, monitors recorded brain and heart functions that correlated to the visual and emotional timeline. And afterwards, the subjects were questioned about stress, their reflections, and thoughts of themselves. Results showed that the test subjects said they experienced varying degrees of awe and wonder. But the head of the study said that people who identified themselves as more religious were less prone to report awe, and wonder. Perhaps we just think this is God's work, or we already expected it to be awesome. 
Somehow in the growing up, we lose our ability to be in that awe and wonder. Or maybe it's that we forget or that we expect it to be good. Maybe we believe that God loves us and we don't want to seem foolish or stupid in a society where we're hesitant to lose ourselves in something that we can't fully explain. God isn't rational. We can't fit God into a science experiment or a mathematical equation. What if we believe that God loves us and we can't find a way to explain how everything that's happening in our world fits in God's love? What if God loves me so much? How can there be things like cancer, war, and hate in a world where God loves each and every one of us? What if I find myself unlovable or that I don't measure up to that love? What seems like it should be the easiest thing for us to accept, God's love brings with it so many what-ifs, so many questions. Our society values that logic, that rational thinking above all else. But all of these questions have been asked since the beginning of time. Abraham and Sarah, when God comes and tells them that they are going to have a child, Sarah laughs out loud at God. She laughs at God. Job questions God's power and purpose. And God answers Job in chapter 38 from the eye of a violent storm. And he says, why do you confuse the issue? Why do you talk without knowing what you're talking about? Pull yourself together, Job. Get up on your feet. Stand tall. I have some questions for you, and I want some straight answers. Where were you when I created the earth? Tell me, since you know so much. Who decided on its size? Certainly, you'll know that. Who came up with the blueprints and measurements? How its foundations were poured? And who set the cornerstone? When the morning stars sang in chorus and all of the angels shouted praise. We bring our questions to God and we have the book of Job to help us understand that awe and that wonder that is God. We're also reminded that awe and wonder is something that we can't fully understand. In our reading from Luke today, as the people were filled with expectation, all were questioning in their hearts concerning John, whether he might be the true Messiah. And John answers all of them by saying, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I is coming, and I'm not worthy to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And when all the people were baptized, and Jesus also had been baptized and was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven and said, You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Imagine you were there that day. How magnificent would it have been to witness the heavens opening, and the voice of God saying, with you, I am well pleased. We have an opportunity for all of us to reflect on our own baptism and the awe that is that special gift. It's not something that happened for most of us a long time ago. 
that's the beginning of a lifelong journey. It's the beginning of a process of growing in to the body of Christ as its members, accepting God's love for each of us. Our baptism is essentially a community experience. It involves that active participation in the life of the church and not just a passive membership. It invites us into the awe and wonder that's having a relationship with God. So on Thursday, while we were waiting, Abby had gone back. I went with Heather and Elizabeth Geary. And there was a group that came and started playing on the piano. And somebody was playing a cello. And Elizabeth stilled. And if you know Elizabeth, that's, that's not usual for her. And she sat down on the stairs, and she was watching them. And every once in a while, she would turn and she would say something. And I thought she was talking to the musicians. And on the way back to the car, I asked her. And Elizabeth looked at me, and she said, I was talking with my friend Jesus because he loves me oh so much. I think we need to let the children lead us. I think we need to let them lead us back into the awe and the wonder that is our God. Back into that magical, wonderful relationship. Because if a child could sit there in a room full of people and say she was there talking with her friend Jesus who loves her so much, why can't we? One of the ways in which we know the awe and wonder of our Lord is to come to the table that he has prepared. This is often understood as a holy mystery, and in order to appreciate that mystery, we need to open our hearts to the wonder and the awe that it is. So, holy and living one, as we gather to break bread once again, break us open to your love, to your peace, to your presence, to your transforming power. In the name of the one who invites us time and again, Jesus the Christ. We are all invited to this table of grace. The world would often have us feel separated from God. Yet we know that God continues to hold us. Hold us tenderly in the very palm of his hand. One way God invites us to remember that loving and grace-filled embrace is to remember Christ's love and sacrifice through this sacrament. As a response to God's invitation, we are asked to let go of all that separates us from God and accept his love. In silence, I invite you all now to just confess some of the things to God that allow you to separate yourself.
all God's grace is amazing. And even in the times in which we choose to separate ourselves from God, God's grace receives us back. And know this, in the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord, our God. It's right and a good and joyful thing. Always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took bread. He gave thanks to you. He broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples, and he said, take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you. And he gave it to his disciples, and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood, sign of the new covenant. This is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Every time that you drink it, do this in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in his final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now, with the confidence of those who know the love of Jesus Christ, let us pray together the prayer that he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
those who are serving today, please come forward. And our Lord beckons to each and every one of us. All God's children are welcome at the Lord's table. You don't have to have said anything magical and you don't have to belong to a special club. This is about God's grace and God's generosity to each and every one of you, not your own personal worth. So in order to receive God's free gift, we ask that you use the center aisle. Come down to the front. The server will hand you a piece of bread. You move to the cup and then dip that into the cup. Take both elements together. If you would like to offer a prayer at the prayer station, it's available to on that side of the sanctuary. If you would prefer gluten-free elements or need that for your own health, that's available also at this station. You can also receive prepackaged elements if that is your preference. Knowing this, God calls. Please come and receive God's gift as you are willing and are able to do so. Come.
I invite you to stand if you're able as we lift up our voices in awe and wonder with the closing song, Indescribable. is wonderful. He's amazing. And we should be awe and wonder. God not only knows all the stars that he placed in the sky by name, but he knows each one of you. And he loves you so very much. Go with the grace and the peace and the love that is given to you 
from God our Father, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. God is truly holding your life, even as we hold each other. You are not alone, and you certainly are loved. Amen.